Episode 265, stage 20 of the 2022 Tour de France. This is Tyler Yonke, the Between Two Wheels podcast. You are being played in by Tool, the song Numa. I don't get any credit for that. And, and the copyright strike, <laughs> well, there's a claim on it. So they're nice enough to just let the stream go. And if I were to monetize this, which I'm not, um, I'd get snaked on it. Anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, Saturday, we did stage 20. It's really the last uh, chance for anybody to move up, move down, crash out, <laughs> and then uh, let the emotions go. And then tomorrow, it's going to be boring. As a matter of fact, it's not even going to be boring. It's going to be painfully boring. No, it's worse than painfully boring. It's um, I, I can't stand it until they hit the Champs Elysees and then they actually race. It's like I don't, I know it's all for them. They do whatever, but um, can they do it after? Why don't we do a race and then let them parade around and I don't have to watch it. It's it's an annoyance. Uh, But today, today we have, let's let's take a look here. This is this town, Rocadamore. Is that what it is? Uh, Rocamador. And it's uh, quite the the little town here. It's got this, um, I don't know, this rock. It almost looks like this uh, part of the, not, not, look, there's, there's, for your eyes only, James Bond movie. They have the one, I think it's, I don't know if it's Gibraltar, but it's this big rock that they go up at, at the end. But there's a different one that they kind of race around that's kind of like this. So I don't know, Europe, Europe people. Um, welcome. But um, let's, let's maybe we go right to it. Here's a stage profile. We talked about it over and over and over. 40 kilometers, 41, right around there, 40.7. La Capelle Marvel to Rocamador and 40.7. It's a uh, twisty turny. You can even see just from the pro. I mean, it's it's all over the, the board from um, a great distance. But then you get down there, it's even more so. And I heard at one point um, they were on GCN. They were saying, "Oh, we, we're getting news report that Brandon McNulty crashed." And as they're showing this, it's like some nasty downhills with all this stuff. And they're like, going, "Uh oh." Uh, and then they came and report. They said, "Actually, uh, update. Uh, Brandon didn't crash." But his spare bike on the team car flew off. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Uh, we're going to go break down some of these things here. Let's go to, there's a little bit of heritage. We talked about this yesterday. Not much. Uh, let's, let's see here. Um, first time, Stage City, municipality of Lot. Uh, 640 uh, is the population. 47,300 in the, I don't know. This gets commu- confusing here. Personalities, Francois Poulenc, he's a composer, and Patrick de Carlier, another journalist. Okay, so nothing of note there. Specialties, Kiersey Lamb, Duck, Truffle, truffle Rocamadour Goat Cheese, Walnut Oil, Rocamadour Wine. Um, sport, Hot Air Ballooning. <laughs> That's their sport. This this sounds like an old folks home, um, except for maybe the, I don't know, ballooning. Uh, economy is tourism, trade, agriculture. Okay. Festivals, Rocamador Festival, Sacred Music, Les Electriques Festival, Montegloflioides, Kiersey Truffle Markets, and Parc Durandal. Motto, hope, is, hope as firm as a rock. Um, that reminds me of Arrested Development, where they had solid as Iraq, and then they were for their housing, and then there was some rumors that they were selling houses in Iraq, 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 whatever. Hope as firm as a rock. Okay, labels: Rocamador 
Dordogne Valley listed as World Biosphere Reserve by UNESCO, Regional Natural. And a lot, this, this sounds like, it looks beautiful, sounds majorly boring, but it's a medieval town, old school, old world, gorgeous, um, and uh, some cycling around there. So let's get to it. Okay, starting right off, a um, few quick highlights from today. They're getting, this is this is how GCN does it. And I don't know if you saw there, but it was Bessinger out on the road getting a bottle handed to him, the EF rider. I uh, didn't really see what happened. No, I did hear him doing an interview. He said that, and by the way, he was one that you would expect to do well today. Um, horrible helmets. Just for that, I hope I hope he crashes. No, I just don't want that, but I don't want him to do well. Um, but uh, I guess the crash mode came in on his time trial bike and he was stuck in the 11. So he gets another bike. And with that, he could not, because um, he couldn't shift. So he gets a new bike and then somehow he didn't have a water bottle. And I guess they couldn't, team couldn't give him one. Uh, so he ends up getting a water bottle from a rider here. And you know what? Let's just, uh, maybe we'll take a look and see who... Pro cycling stats. We're going to see who the rider is uh, on that team. Um, I don't know if did they show numbers. There we go. Bib numbers. Something with a five, and we're going to. It's a nations. Uh, I'm sorry, teams. Groupama FDJ. Uh, something with a five. It's Le Gac Olivier. Okay, that's who that is. It's a nice French guy. He was down seven minutes today. Uh, so there you go. Bessinger did not have a good time. And then he says at the end, he goes, and then I just mailed it in. Uh, you know, it was too dangerous with the crowds in the road. I'm like, ugh. Imagine being on that. Imagine being that guy. I'm being on his team with that. Um, it reminds me, we never talked about this. Alberto Bediol earlier in the race, you know, there was some controversy, almost winning, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then there was a time where Joe Dombrowski is like stage 17, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that range. He kept trying to get up the road in the break. And Bediol, two or three times, not not a joke, and when I say two or three times, at least two, tried to ride him into the barriers, not letting him get up there. I, and it looked like, you know, GCN was doing a thing and they they, they kind of did a rewind and they're like, totally his fault. Um, never heard anything about that. Um, anyway, going up to this little town, uh, recap of Laporte yesterday. By the way, um, the guy did some amazing teamwork uh, for his his guy there, some of the guys were once again. I watched GCN after show, and they were they were saying that there's or no maybe it was Lance's thing talking about guys not really doing you know work, kind of half assing it, and that's kind of by the way they they name names Tyler Hamilton, um, Marty Jamison I think is the other one I used to race with him, uh, and 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 they're kind of intimating that maybe that's what the um, the port was doing. But remember him early on. He, by the way, he was one that I thought maybe would do well today. Because uh, he did do well in the prologue, and obviously he came in through yesterday. But um, the port did some amazing work for his team. Uh, I think he, the whole team, I mean, even when you say Wout does stuff for himself, he still does stuff for the team, like and, and did the whole race. Um, okay, so time trial. Let's get to it. Coming into today, as we talked about, Yates could possibly move up here. Uh, I think uh, Enric Moss. I don't know if we discussed that, but I think he's out of with COVID. Uh, so he said no Moss. Okay. Yates could maybe move up to ninth. There's Lusenko. He can maybe bridge up to Bardet. Bardet has a ways to move up to Vlasov. Vlasov is close there to Menchis and uh, uh, Quintana. Goudeau is not close to Thomas. Thomas is not close to Pogacar. Uh, but Goudeau, maybe Katana, all that range there. So there's there's definitely places to move up and down. So this is a day for the speed riders, guys with their, their amazing bikes. 
Uh, Filippo Ghana goes out. Uh, he's a little bit of the, one of the earlier riders to go. Uh, Stefan Kung uh, is out there on the course as well. Here we go. We already talked about the course. Uh, fast. Mikael Briarg was one of the first ones to go and kind of put his name on the board. He beats whoever it was by over two minutes. Stefan Bessinger, like we talked about, had trouble. His bike's in crash mode. I don't know if he crashed or it's just when he said it went into crash mode, wouldn't shift. Uh, doesn't have a bottle. Someone gives him a bottle. Um, then Ghana comes in and he puts up the good time. He's the first one to go under 50 minutes and he goes 48, 48-41, which you'd expect. Yeah, 48-41 uh, as the uh, world world champion in this discipline right now. Um, and then we started having other guys coming in. So he he rolled in quite nicely. Um, and then so he goes, goes and sits on the hot seat. Uh, Matteo Catano doesn't quite match him. Fred Wright puts up a really good time. He's kind of matching it out there. Everyone looks like they're kind of good on the first few time checks. And then uh, as it's all downhill, and then as the road starts to kind of pop up near the end, um, they're suffering. They're not really coming good. And um, Ghana's is holding a solid time over everybody. Uh, Mol- Balka Molomar, uh, he's in the Dutch time trial championship. He beat um, Tom Dumoulin this year with it. I guess it's the first time he's ever tried to do the Dutch national championships. He comes in just 33 seconds or so behind uh, Filippo Ghana. So he's up on the board, 39 seconds. Does a bike throw at the end. Not sure why. Uh, well, goes out on course. Now everything's, you know, riders leave, as we know here, uh, in reverse order of their general classification. Um, and I think we'll, we'll look at the, the results here in the overall GC. I think Caleb Ewing is the... Um, I think he is the Lantern Rouge right now, last place. Wout is on course and he is flying and he starts putting up numbers above uh, Ghana that are somewhat insane, you know, 23 seconds uh, above him. Goes 40-some, 50-some, comes into the final here and just really pushes it home. And uh, let's see what the final time was there, 41 seconds. So he's under, I mean, like a fraction of a second uh, under 48. He's 47, 59, 86. Uh, First place, good solid gap on 41 seconds up on Ghana. But you've got some big hitters coming in. And those big hitters are Jonas and you've got Pogacar. Now, with some of this uh, riding going on here is, are these guys, either one going to take take a chance? Uh, what I've loved about Pogacar in this whole time is um, he's willing to almost throw his top 10 uh, out the window, his podium uh, even out the window. His second place has kind of somewhat been, uh, you know, when he lost, uh, what, two and a half, three minutes there on the I think it's two and a half on the Grenon. I mean, he was in, you know, uh, Thomas goes past him. He's in a, in a world of hurt and pop, but he keeps attacking. So you got to love it for that. Um, he has a, he starts out lightning fast starts putting up the best times on the splits. Then Jonas starts coming through and those times are even better. And you're like, okay, what do we, what do we got going here? Uh, Garrett Thomas is putting out a really good time. He ends up catching uh, Godot, his two minute man. Uh, Vlasov actually does a fairly good time here. I mean, he's losing two minutes to out. But as far as who he's got to ride around, you know, um, I think he's going to, uh, I think he did move up on the day. We'll get uh, to the official stats here. Here's Garrett Thomas going past Godou. He ends up putting up a good time, 31 seconds, basically 32 seconds off of Wout, uh, currently slots into second place. Very solid for him. Uh, Pogacar though, you can't, you can't hide anything. I mean, he, he was, he was looking good. He, he's obviously trying his best because I think he, it was more of a, for him, it's, he's not going to make the time back. 
um, unless there's an accident. But um, there, he's looking for redemption in a sense of like, look, I'm I'm just as good or I'm better than you still. You may have got me. I've had two bad days. That's what it was. I had two bad days. I maybe I was a little too sprightly as a as a young youngin, and um, but he's 22 seconds off a of wout. Last year, remember he was like 50 some seconds off a of wout on the final time trial, and then uh, Jonas. See if we can actually show it here, because uh, Jonas starts going up. Uh, you actually see Wout tells him to slow down. He's in the hot seat. He says, slow down, slow down. Uh, but Jonas um, actually almost comes to an end here. You can see that he rides. Look at this. I mean, he's doing 64K an hour, and he almost goes off the road, okay? And if you go off the road there, you plummet up into this <laughs> this hill, or maybe you try to overcorrect, and you go over this left side. Uh, your your race is over essentially. You don't. I don't think you get up in time. I mean, maybe you get up in time to uh, hold on to a top ten on GC, uh, <laughs> but you are done. And so, with that in mind, he was flying, and he comes in near the end here. Uh, and he might have actually been able to still push to uh, push Wout uh, the time, but you can see here he's off. He's not in the skis anymore. He decides to just sit up, take it easy, and he rolls in, um, what, just 18 seconds behind. So he gets second place, and he sits up the last few hundred uh, meters of the of the race. Very impressive. And then Wout is so excited. He comes out here. He's like, buddy, you uh, you let me win, and you, oh, you just fly past. And, and Jonas goes past. They did end the race a little bit. Jonas goes to his family. This time we didn't have to see him on the phone. Thank you. Uh, but then he and Wout do quite the uh, emotional and um, uh, hug there. And, you know, that's a, have you ever hugged someone in a skin suit? It's fantastic. Wout Vanner wins 19 seconds over Vinigo and Pagachar, 27 seconds uh, in a, in the rears of Wout, uh, but you know, what, eight, nine seconds there kind of, kind of gets the, the number back. Jonas gets the number back that they were separated on, on the prologue. Uh, and you had all that other in between Th Garrett Thomas, solid work, Ghana, um, all the way down. Shackman had to put up a good time. Tratnik, if you're getting in a minute, minute 40 of these, uh, these other riders, that's pretty solid. Vinigo is going to win. He's got his little child up on the stands uh, on the thing with him. His He beams out light uh, from his eyes. Uh, Vinigo, 334 on Pogacar for the overall. And you're not going to see any changes here. Look at that, though. Top 10, 25 minutes down to Yates. And there you go. What else? Uh, this is tomorrow. This is uh, the Champs-Élysées. And it's a little bit bumpy. Um, but uh, looking forward to that. Okay. Let's go to the results. Talk about those for just a little bit, and we're going to go nations, see if any of the Americans uh, did anything worth anything. No. Nilsson Palace, I think he tried, uh, which is a solid. I mean, he's had a great race uh, in general. Um, he comes in 245. He gets top 20 on the stage. That's that's good at the end of all this. Sepkas, 38th place, uh, 40, uh, 353 back, which isn't horrible. Um, Mateo Jorgensen, 28th place, 321 back. I mean, they're they're beating guys that uh, were really trying today, so that's interesting. Quinn Simmons did not try. Seven twenty-seven. Joe, and he probably has some work to do tomorrow. Joe Dombrowski, I don't know what he's kind of been. A whole astonishing team. They might owe the UCI money after this race. At one point, they actually did. Brendan McNulty doesn't look like he really gave it much of a shot either. Five thirty-one down uh, on GC. Your top American, Nilsson Palace, coming in thirteenth place. Forty-seven, almost an hour down. Cuss does break the one hour mark, 102.29. Brandon McNulty, 131.17. There's all pretty much 
stayed right around the same spots as they were. Joe Dombrowski loses one place, 68th place to Quinn Simmons. Anyone in the points? Uh, Mateo, 82 points. That's from all his time up the front. 73 for Nielsen Palace. Joe gets one point up and moves up today. I don't know why that, <laughs> that happened. Uh, KOM, Nielsen was the only one really getting points there that carried anything. Interesting, the best climber of the group is actually Sepp Kuss. Um, with only three points, and yet he's uh, bottom of the barrel for their youth. You had three guys up there. And uh, teams, same as well. Okay, let's go to all team, all, all countries here. Sorry, not just Norway. All countries, and then break it down with uh, – well, actually, we just screw that. Let's just see who was, who was last on the day. Did not start with Nathan Van Hoydonk. I did not know that. Uh, so – Jumbo, there. Oh, I did know that he uh, that he took left. He they said it was from a family issue that he left. Uh, I don't know what that is, but um, someone worst place right around the day was nine thirty two down. Frank Bunnamore, and as far as GC goes, the bottom of the barrel is Caleb Ewan five forty one. I don't think he's going to lose that. Matter of fact, he might be the Lantern Rouge last place in the tour, getting first place tomorrow. How are you? Oh. This is interesting. Since Van Hoydonk left, uh, Caleb Ewing is the Lantern Rouge after today, but he moved up a place on GC uh, because someone uh, someone left. Interesting. Okay, so you can see here with the arrows up and down, one, two, three, four, down to David Gadu. He ended up holding his spot uh, for fourth place, uh, and Vlasov actually moved up too. So Gudu, who was kind of, you know, Vlasov had been, as an example, maybe uh, fifth place, he might have been able to move up to fourth, but he, you know, Quintana was behind Gudu, so um, he had he had a little bit of uh, room there. And so David stays. He loses a bunch of time to the overall, but he ended up uh, stays in fourth. Vlasov moves two spots up to fifth. 1637, and this isn't going to change tomorrow. Uh, remember, uh, what's a, what's a Vlasov's team manager? No, former manager. Um, Vinikarov, that's who it was. He took time one year against, I think it was pushed out top five, maybe it was, uh, to Le- Levi Leipheimer. They were supposed to take time as they came in because it was all wet, uh, and they didn't end up doing that. Then they changed it to they're actually going to take time with the, the finish, and so um, Vinikurov was up in a break that stayed away, and he ended up getting enough time to, or one of those things. It was some weirdness there, and he ended up uh, leapfrogging Levi Leipheimer. Okay, uh, Quintana Day moves down one. Bardet actually goes up one uh, to seventh place because Louis Menchies just bombed it on the day. Uh, was 19, <clears throat> he's 19-11 back, top, top 10, 20 minutes back. He had a good race, though. Lutsenko did not move up. Uh, he had a long ways to go to really do anything. He and Yates uh, just hung tough. Madwa, Nilsson Palace, uh, Luis Leon Sanchez down at 14th. Let's see, top 20, though, McNulty. So you have you have a few Americans here right in the top 21. Mateo Jorgensen fails to make the top 20. He's 21st at an hour 34. Uh, McNulty's 20th. Uh, Sepp Kuss is 18th. And Nelson Palace is 13th. So Mateo was trying for himself out there. Uh, Brandon did nothing but sacrifice for his team. We saw what he did, uh, you know, on stage 17, just slaughtering the entire field. We saw what Cuss did on stage 18, getting 18th place. So and then Palace, you know, all over the board uh, the whole time, doing doing great work. Um, good for him. Tomorrow, I'm not going to really preview the stage there. Uh, we did the time trial. 
Um, I thought I would look at this real quick. This is, you know, talk about length of time trials. Uh, one of the first Tour de France's I first started watching was the 1987. I subsequently started going back and watching everything, but I, I followed this on a daily basis as much as you could back in 87. Uh, really, the only thing you could do was watch the like hour, two hour uh, recaps that they had on Sunday, which were more like documentaries than um, it wasn't live racing. It was just, you know, sappy uh, John Tesh music or Yanni. And it was actually John Tesh, but he sounded like Yanni. And um, anyway, let's take a look at this. Uh, this is one by Sean, uh, sorry, not Sean Kelly, um, Stephen Roach of Ireland. He ended up that year wins the Giro. Um, he wins the Tour and he wins world championships. That's that's a solid triple crown, okay? I don't know how he did in the Vuelta. I don't think he did it. But I just want to go over your time trials. They do a prologue, 6.1 um, kilometers, okay? Uh, now, they do a team time trial for stage two that was 40.5 kilometers. Now, you could include that in because I think it's, it's still time trial business. Uh, so 46 kilometers. Uh, stage 10, they do 87.5 kilometers, 87 kilometers. That's more than, than many tours, uh, multiple tours back, you know, in, com in succession. Um, and, and just so we get an idea on that day, Stephen Roach wins it uh, just shy of two hours, one hour, 58 minutes, 11 seconds. But it was pretty close. Charlie Mote, 42 I mean, look at these gaps for two hours in the saddle, 42 seconds, 53 seconds, a minute. Um, you know, that's, the last place guy is probably uh, way down, 23, 23 minutes for this guy. But um, that's uh, that's pretty – this is where a Andy Hampson really blew it in the, that race. Uh, let's see if we can even find him here. Jonathan Boyer. Um, I guess maybe just go to the Americans if you know who Andy Hampson is. But uh, there he is, top American, um, six minutes and 20 seconds back on the day. Wow. That's long. The point is, the big ass long time trial, but but they weren't done. Okay, that was just one. That was just stage ten time trial. Because then later on, they decided to do an individual time trial of almost forty k up Mont Ventoux. <laughs> they do the whole Mont Ventoux. Bernard John Francois Bernard. He was going to be the next. This is a fantastic tour, by the way. Wins by uh, Stephen Roach by forty seconds over Pedro Delgado, and uh, but look at these times gaps here. Minute thirty nine. Two minutes. I mean, these are bigger gaps right off the bat than and for 40K than you had for 80, you know, almost 90K. Um, same, 21 minutes down to the end. Uh, once again, Andy Hampston, this is another place where he really blew it. Another six minutes. So he loses 12 minutes just on the two time trials. But they're not done. They still had another time trial at the end. This one was 38K. So basically this the, the, the race like today. Uh, an individual from Dijon to Dijon, uh, 48 minutes. So very similar times. Now, they didn't have the arrow bars going on those times, but um, 48 minutes for Jean-Francois Bernard over Stephen Roach. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's yeah, that's Dijon. To, yeah, it's very similar to the other one. How did Stephen Roach do it? Well, he dumped him on Alpe d'Huez and a few other uh, <clears throat> Valeron, Alpe d'Huez, La Plagne, and Yeah, La Plagne was a big one. Um, anyway. Individual time trial. There you go. And then, did I look at the right one? I did. I, I, okay, I'll have to go rewatch that. I think that's wrong. I think the times are, are wrong on that. Uh, anyway, to, that's that's what they had on way back in 1987. Let's take a few spots of that. A lot of time trials. Point is 40, 80, 40, 
So, uh, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Wout, Vinigo, go one, two in time trial. There's some news stories I wanted to look at real quick. Thomas is over the moon to seal the Tour de France podium place. Good for him. Alaphilippe, Philippe, we don't care. Um, Jumbo, Jumbo, Visma are totally clean. You have to trust us. That's what Vinigo says. Now, look, I, you know, we've we've been burned on these kind of comments before, Lance Armstrong. So I don't have to trust you, and it's got to suck. Let's say you are are clean, or you're really good at hiding stuff. Um, then it's got to suck that, <laughs> that the people don't believe you. But you know, I'm sorry. This this is the way it is. It really blows. And if you want to be mad at someone, be mad at the the Armstrongs and those people of that area that uh, decided that that's what they needed to do. Tour de France defeat will not stifle Pogacar's style. He says, "Good." Um, and then we talked about the Astana issue before. Um, this is another one that's probably going to get me in trouble here, but. Symptomatic Chris Froome signed on for Tour de France stage start while awaiting PCR test. The four-time Tour winner was encouraged to sign in by the race organizers and then withdrew from the race minutes later. Yeah. Um, President Biden just got COVID. Are we worried? I mean, it's, it's I know this is going to get hairy here, but let's, let's step back from 2020. We are where we are right now. It's these are athletes. No, they're not passing away. You're not passing away from this. Um, they're getting it. I've had it. Uh, it was a headache. That's about it, literally and figuratively. Um, Chris Froome, though. So, so you can be really. Other people had. I, there, I saw Tom Squeens at one point talking on the race, and he's like, "My God, I've been just sick as a dog for days." Oh, but he's allowed to race on the tour because it's it's not a certain type of sickness. So you know. Um, then you had other ones. Uh, Ben O'Connor, no, Ben O'Connor was out. Uh, Bob Jungles was allowed to race. Uh, Simon Clark was allowed to race. Not Simon Clark. Uh, Rafa Michael, I get his name. Rafa Micah uh, was allowed to race because their viral load wasn't what it was. So uh, I don't really think that you need to try to shun. Um, are you saying that? Are you saying that Chris Froome was being irresponsible, like Biden? Because Biden just got it, and does that mean he's been irresponsible in getting COVID? That's what they used to say, right? Being irresponsible. Um, so they need to do something different at this point. Maybe the PCR tests are not quite right. The antigen tests aren't quite right. Come up with a, a better way because it's 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 life now, people. It's it's life, and are you only kicking them out for that? What about anything, any kind of other sickness? You know, you get a cold that can spread and just wipe out a whole team. We've seen that. Uh, remember the Festina? Oh, wait, that wasn't a cold. That was that was, that was a drug raid. Uh, but those things will wipe you out too. So, um, yeah. So I guess the women's tour is starting tomorrow. I thought I'd play this one clip here. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to do it on. Make sure I get the sound. Uh, a clip here, the SBS podcast, because I thought this was an interesting uh, comment uh, about Roglic and his uh, move forward. Um, so play it away. This is Bridie, Gracie, and I don't know the other guy's name, but um, Bridie used to ride for one of the American teams for a while. Uh, I got to meet her. Someone buys him out, uh, and then he'll be older, and I think it'll be more about them picking which Grand Tours they want to win. So I, I wouldn't pick him next year. Yeah, okay. That's an interesting comment. Uh, just, I, I like that, actually, because uh, it, 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 it makes sense. Okay, so... It Somehow it came here at the end. Let's see if we can start it. Here we go. Let's start here. Has someone buys him out, uh, and then he'll be older, and I think it'll be more about them picking which. Grand no, I'm gonna have to go back. Him for the. Hang on. Roglic, it, hang on. Hang oh, on. I'm not. 
Hang on with me. It does depend go. on, you know, the next few years of their signings as well and and how they want to manage Vinegar. Like, he's obviously head and shoulders above everyone at this year's Tour de France, um, even against Pogacar. So that was his time in the sun right now, and I'm not sure how that long that is going to last, but you can't imagine that Jumbo Visma is going to swap back to Roglic now, and mm-hmm. I think that they're just going to support Vinegar going forward. Depending on how long he stays with the team, he might get poached by somebody else eventually, but in terms of Roglic, it, it, it's up to him and his mentality. It takes a lot of mental effort, not just physical effort, to prepare for a tour and to fail. It's really tough to do that over and over again, so it's really a question of whether he wants to or mm-hmm. not. Okay, <clears throat> I believe they were just talking about Roglic, and I'm going to play. Keep going because there's another comment here talking about Roglic failing over and over. Look, he. It's one thing to fail because you crashed. It's one thing to fail because um, you just got you know whatever had some problems. Um, and but then there's the way to fail that he did in 2020 on Planche de Belfi, where he loses to Pogacar in an insane way. I mean, th- that was, that was, uh, that's career. You know, Lance Armstrong came on and talked about Froome being in the break, being old time, having won the tour. And this is devastating and shouldn't be up there. You know, if this was me and I wouldn't, anyway, just like mentally, this is the way to end. And I'm like, the way to end would be getting crushed like Roglic did. Okay. That was, that was huge. What's he do? He comes back and wins Liege, Bastion Liege. And then wins the Vuelta. And to me, I was like, that was incredible. And then he comes back and wins the Vuelta again the next year. So the the way that he was able to rebound with that, I think that, that one, she's wrong. Uh, I think Roglic could come to the tour every year, keep trying to win, and keep trying to win, and uh, not really be phased with it mentally. He seems like a pretty upbeat guy and really, really strong mentally. Anyway, next lady. Welter, he signed with them until 2025. So unless he has someone buys him out, uh, and then he'll be older, and I think it'll be more about them picking which Grand Tours they want to win. So I, I wouldn't pick him next year. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting comment. Uh, I, I like that actually because I, it, it 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 makes sense. It'd be hard for him even mentally to switch back to to that position when he was the wonder boy for so long. He was the guy that was. Gonna- Okay. Wouldn't pick him. I don't know where I'd... he knows how to be a domestique. He's never needed to be one, and he's not very good at it. He shouldn't be. I think he should focus on the Giro and the Welter. He signed with them until 2025. So unless he has someone buys him out. I... Okay, that was the part I wanted to hear. That he's uh, he's he doesn't know how to be a domestique. He's never been one. He's not a good one. Uh, I don't believe that's true uh, either. I don't know that he. Where has he been given the opportunities to be the domestique now? You can say he leaving the tour. I don't know all the details, but maybe he threw a hissy fit and him leaving the tour this year is what she's indicating there. Um, maybe. I think uh, the, the stage should run on that he was one of that one. And there's another stage there where he was the ultimate teammate in a sense. They're, they had to play that game that day. That game being... They had to use Roglic to to suss out and to and tease and ignite uh, Pogacar, and he did that over and over and over on on those multiple attacks that they were doing. If if he wasn't the the good teammate, knowing he's probably not going to be able to do anything, maybe still has hopes of of whatever. But he's blowing he's blowing himself before Pogacar, and he knows it. And the only reason he's doing this is because Pogacar keeps going after him. And if Pogacar just let him go then, you know, who knows what it is. But he does that, and then he comes back, and then he hits the front again and does some climbing. So he did that a few times uh, over and over. He did that on the stage. I don't know why that's the team tactic stuff. On the way to Ment, he did, what, like 30K to go. He hits that climb, shreds the field for 
why I don't know why, but that was one of the things he's doing. So maybe that's what she means by he's not a good one. He just doesn't play the tactics. But that comes from team. So I, I disagree. I'm a big I'm a big Roglic fan. Uh, so for me personally, it'll be fun to see him in the Vuelta. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to see up. Um, what else did we? Did any other news stories? It was, let's go to Vela News because they had one that I wanted to see here as well. Velo News. Okay. Oops, got to stop share and then share this. Sorry, people. It's um, it's great stuff we got going here, technology, but sometimes it uh, makes it a little difficult too. Uh, okay, so we have Vinegos once again saying, I'm clean. Uh, who cares about the Williams? We talked about, by the way, I ranted off and I listened to that again last night. I was a little uh, liquid induced, but I think I was correct. You don't get to be a jackass and then and then say that you're going to lead the lead the charge for um, non jackassery. That's that's not your place anymore. <laughs> you've you've shown, hey, I'm I'm the it, you know people love those stories, right? Catch me if you can type of thing. DiCaprio, he's the ultimate thief, uh, and then they want him to come work for them. Maybe and that is that what you're saying? You're such a jackass. You're such a guy that's that that can't keep his emotions down. That you're throwing fists after a race. That you're the guy that should then be in charge of of getting. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Um, Vlasov moves up. Paolo Philippe. A lot of these things we already saw. Nathan Manhorn leaves. Quinn Simon. Okay, I don't see. I don't see any other little news stories that we need to worry about. So. Next thing you know, it is the Tour de France end. That's tomorrow. I know they're doing the Tour de France feminine. feminine. Uh, I have not. Uh, I, it's been tough enough just to do this. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do another one. Um, but uh, they're at least doing some things right, which they're doing it after the tour. So they're at least getting it that way. Um, Unlike, and then they have the, the female Giro that just, Giro Dawn, was going on in the first part of the tour. I, I think that's the dumbest thing that they could ever do. And one of the best races, female races in the world. And they do it when the biggest men's race is happening. So who's winning tomorrow? we got Wout, Gronewagen, Caleb Ewing, Jesper uh, Philipson. Hmm. I don't know. Wout? Wout. Yep. Yeah.